Welcome everyone, we are about to begin by Hashem Shalom Bayesh Shir number 233. At the heart of it, happy marriages are based on deep friendships, mutual respect for one another, enjoyment of each other's company, and these couples who are deep friends with each other tend to know each other intimately they know each other's likes, their dislikes, their personality quirks, their hopes, their dreams, and they have uh, an abiding regard for each other, and they express this fondness, fondness to each other, not just in big ways, but through small gestures day in and day, day out. And um, John Gottman, who did research for over three, four decades already, about um, how marriages work scientifically by studying them, um, brings this as a basic concept. He has seven principles that make marriage work. We're going to talk about them, um, but a lot of it is based on what we just said, the truth of the fact that happy marriages are based on deep friendship, developing a deep friendship. And uh, that is a very, very important thing. And um, there's a case he brings a husband and wife, and the husband's very busy, works long hours. And um, he and his wife, nevertheless, find ways to connect despite his long hours. They talk or text through the day. Um, if she had a doctor's appointment that day, he remembers that calls her, how did the doctor's appointment go? Um, if she knows that he had an important meeting with an important client at work, she'd call and check in, how did it go? Is everything okay? How did it go with him? Um, small things mean a lot. So here's a few examples of small things. Let's say they have chicken for dinner and he likes the drumsticks and she gives him the drumsticks because she knows he likes them the best. Sounds so small, seems trivial, no? But those small things are the building blocks. Um, for example, he makes pancakes, sometimes for breakfast for the kids. And uh, sometimes they'll put in different things like blueberries or other things. She doesn't like blueberries in the pancakes. So when he makes it for her, he doesn't put it in. Again, sounds very trivial. It's not trivial at all. And um, sometimes she's not crazy about spending a lot of time with his relatives, but sometimes for the sake of the marriage and the friendship of it, she'll anyway try to develop a friendship with her husband's mother or sisters um, because family means a lot to him. All of these things that we just said here seem unromantic, uh, trivial, not so important, but it's the opposite of that. They're very important. It may be small, but in those small in, in, but important ways, the husband and wife maintain their friendship as the foundation of their love. And that, as a result, creates a marriage that has a lot of passion and a lot of fire, good fire, 
a lot of healthy romantic aspects and um and that's very very important and friendship creates that fiery connection people think that it's not that way they think friendship could be cool could be uh a calm could be you know not uh necessarily fiery or romantic or passionate but to the contrary between a husband and a wife deep friendship creates that at times they really really connect with one another in a very fiery interest you know spark uh by keeping that friendship strong by keeping that friendship alive and um what he calls it also and here's the key because why is friendship so important because when you keep that friendship strong then even though inevitably there will be disagreements there will be irritation in every married life there'll be irritation they'll rub each other the wrong way at times but the way john gottman terms it he calls it pso which is stands for positive sentiment override it's a concept that was proposed first by a psychologist robert weiss in the university of oregon but it's common sense which means basically what does pso mean what does positive sentiment override mean it means that they're positive the husband and wife's positive thoughts about each other and their marriage are so pervasive are so spread all over in their fabric of their lives that it supersedes any negative feelings they may have they'll have negative feelings all of us do we're human beings and we'll have that but their friendship their deep friendship creates such an overpowering positivity that they will supersede and overlook their negative feelings they won't lose their equilibrium when a conflict happens even if it's a significant conflict even if they don't see eye to eye even if they don't see how they'll ever see eye to eye on a particular issue but their positivity of their friendship and their admiration to each other causes them to feel optimistic about each other to feel optimistic about their marriage to have a positive expectation about their life together lives together and to be done like havschus to give each other the benefit of the light of, of their of the of the of of the of um of the doubt you know when when something bad happens or or something uncomfortable happens between the two of them they'll know how to deal with it so he brings john gottman a fascinating example you have a couple they're hosting a dinner party the husband yells out where are the napkins the wife yells back they're in the shelf over there and like she yells in very you know uh, in a nervous way what what do you ask me where the napkins are they're in the cabinet you know where they are but because their marriage so they they had a tense moment here you know they're nervous uh, where is it and and she yells at him it's it's over there like you're frustrated but because their marriage is founded on a firm friendship he hears this shrugs it off that doesn't take her stressful or or annoying tone the uh, tone of voice to to heart and instead what does he do he focuses on the information 
Her husband, wife said, the napkins are in the cabinet. Okay, so I'll go into the cabinet and get the napkins. And he basically, in his mind, attributes, yes, he, she's angry now. Yes, she's frustrated now. But that's a fleeting problem. It'll pass. She's nervous right now because she wants the guests are coming and she wants to make sure it looks nice. Has nothing to do with him. She just feels pressured by time. And, uh, and, and by realizing this, because of their deep friendship, here you have a stressful situation where the husband won't feel stressed about it, despite the fact that um, her, his wife raised his voice, her voice at him. But if their marriage would be troubled, if there wouldn't be that friendship, then when she would yell, what, what do you ask me? The napkins are over here. She, you know, you know where it is. He would yell back, you know, never mind, you get it, you know, and fire back. So a lot of these seemingly trivial annoyances, if they have a good relationship, it glosses over. If they have not a good relationship, it'll blow out of proportion. But the key between that is the nature of the marriage. He gives an interesting muscle about this, about weight loss. Usually what happens is, is that you set at a certain weight. It's hard to lose that weight. And no matter how much you, you diet, and this and that, more or less, you hover around a certain weight, and people struggle with that. And then you're told, okay, the way to change this is to reset your metabolism. For example, you exercise regularly now, and um, or change a certain habit in your eating where, where, where it shifts it and it breaks that metabolism where now you start actually losing weight till you hit a different plateau. So the same thing goes with marriage. It sets at a certain degree. And when you have a higher degree of positivity, it'll have a higher bar. And it'll take much more negativity to harm it than if your set point is lower. Which means like this, is the more you work on your friendship with one another and your respect for one another, you keep working at it with each other, then what will happen is you'll have your bar, your set point of the connection of your marriage gets higher and higher. And then they can't imagine anymore that their relationship would derail. And even when a stressful irritation comes in or a resentment comes in or some anger comes in because their friendship was, be was, was challenged because of something that happened, but they will have that, what we call PSO, the positive sentiment override, that their friendship is so strong that they could survive it and thrive even, despite the fact that they hit a bump in the road and there was some irritation that took place or some harsh words that were said. And otherwise, everything that you will say will look like an attack. So that is is very important to connect in that friendship and the friendship and the mutual understanding of one another on a core emotional level. Um, John Gottman uses the term attunement, which is something, it's a skill. We talked about this many times before where people are mistaken and they base everything on whether they have chemistry or they don't have chemistry or they say, oh, we didn't really, we were so different. We didn't really ever connect in a deep way. We're too different from one another. 
But the truth is, is that's not the case. It's a skill that, that can be learned. And if you're both committed to doing it, then even if things didn't come naturally in the beginning, it will be wonderful. There's a lot of people that have naturally wonderful chemistry and things blow apart because they didn't work at it. And then there are other people that may not naturally feel that they have that automatic spark or connection, but when they work on it, and they work on their friendship, and they work on what we just called attunement, which is a mutual understanding of one another on a core emotional level, then they develop that skill. They become more resilient in their friendship. They become more solid in their relationship. And their future is more promising now because the bar is set higher so that even when life's challenges does come do come in, they'll know how to over- overcome them and they'll know how to deal with them. And that requires, of course, trust and commitment. And it's so clear, the importance of trusting one another, being committed, loyal to one another, that is the success in love. It's a success in marriage. It's a success in having a beautiful relationship between a husband and a wife. When you're attuned to one another, and you have that abiding empathy towards one another and the high degree of trust. And that is really the real key in the what way John Gottman studied couples, that the more they do this, the more they're in tune to this, the more they seek that as a goal, then they will see that despite the fact that there may be occasionally bumps in the road, they'll be able to Positive sentiment override, PSO, to overcome that uh, those challenges. While if you are not that way and you didn't work on that, then it can be very uh, a, a big issue. Now, one of the things that could dera- derail a marriage very often is betrayal. Betrayal, what is betrayal? Betrayal is any act or life choice that doesn't make your wife a priority. Now, this does not have to come into something severe like a sexual affair or something like that. It does not necessarily have to be something so dramatic. Non-sexual betrayals can also devastate a marriage and a relationship just as much as a sexual affair. In other words, you could be sexually loyal And it's a wonderful thing, and it is an achievement. But nevertheless, if you're emotionally distant, or if you side with your parent against your spouse, or you disrespect your spouse, or you break promises to them, and a lot of us are guilty of that very often from time to time, that's what weakens the marriage, the betrayal in that sense. And... When he did his research in the last 20, 30, 40 years, he realized that betrayal, what we just said, the lack of loyalty and the betrayal, lies at the heart of every failed relationship. And the way to build it is to build the trust, to build the loyalty. And that is an important aside, a pertinent, important concept. So we talked about today, in a nutshell, is that friendship, Happy marriages are indeed based on deep friendship. And it's it leads 
contrary to what other people think, where it just leads to uh, two people getting along with each other in a calm, you know, uh, relaxed way, without a fire, without the spark. No, it creates that spark. As, as they are attuned to each other intimately in their likes and dislikes and so on, their deep friendship creates a fiery love between the two of them. And that is one basic, true comment. And Yesaid requires attunement, trust, commitment, empathy, shared emotion, and the opposite of betrayal, which lies, betrayal lies at the heart of every failed marriage, not just sexual betrayals, but even non-sexual betrayals, which is when you're emotionally distant or you disrespect your spouse and so on and so forth. May Hashem continue in this subject in the next year.